Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Coyotes Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your host, Robin Leonio, here on this wonderful off-season. It is now August 2nd. We are finally in August. feel like this month has, or this year has gone by incredibly fast. Uh, I wanted to let you guys know that uh, we are in now com- officially off-season mode here at the Locked On Podcast Network for the NHL. So we will be uh, downgrading from our usual five to uh, now three episodes a week. Uh, so you'll hear us on, uh, yeah, three episodes a week. That's going to be fun. You're going to hear a lot of different content this off season. Hopefully, um, you know, getting more guests for you guys as well as get some other analysis, maybe some some fun storylines of this Arizona Coyotes. Maybe take a look into some of the history. Have some real fun with this offseason as much as we can because we know uh, that uh, this <laughs> this Coyotes team is uh, going to be causing a lot of pain for you guys moving forward. Um, that uh, we're you know a team that's essentially going to be trying to lose and go for the rebuild. And I think that's what we're going to talk about today on this show is – going into the rebuild. Got a lot to talk lot to get a lot to get to on that. We will get to some of your questions, some of the listener questions that I uh, asked f- uh, over the weekend from some of you listeners that you uh sent over via Twitter. So I really appreciate those that went to go ask away on the uh on social media because like I said, I love interacting with you guys. And I love answering questions, bringing some stuff up for this Arizona Coyotes uh, show. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started by uh, addressing, well, let's just, but just just taking a look at some of the questions that we have. Um, First, at AZ Hockey Nut uh, says, taking bets on who is the new captain and face the franchise or even if they have one next season. Slash go all alternates instead. That's a really good point. Obviously, a lot of you guys know, of course. I mean, it's no secret. I think it's, now it's well over a week old. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, eight nine days old. Um, that Oliver Ekman Larson and their captain has been shipped off to Vancouver. And obviously, you guys know what ended. You know the events that transpired after that. Coyotes get ninth overall. They draft Dylan Gunther. But anyways, but yes, Coyotes technically now need a new captain. Do they name a captain this season? That's going to be an interesting interesting storyline to follow. Uh, or exactly how they break that down. Because now, obviously, it's not there. They don't have a captain. Uh, they need. They really need to take a look into... Uh, who's leadership material? Uh, and I'll tell you this, uh, in, in, this is in my opinion, I do not think they're going to go for a full-time captain this year. I think they're going to figure things out and do 
uh, alternates by committee, uh, as you know, I think uh, see San Jose did it for a couple years. Toronto's done it. Uh, Vegas did it for their first one or two years before they finally named, I believe it was Mark Stone as captain. Uh, so, yes, this is how it's going to be for the Coyotes. They're going to go ahead and uh, go alternate captains by committee. Uh, have about maybe four or five alternate captains who they can rely on, those who are um, uh, leaders on the team. Some Maybe a couple of them might be some of the veterans they brought in to uh, you know help nurture some of the younger guys on this team. And obviously, uh, the age is, well, I mean, this is an older team. <laughs> It's twenty average age twenty eight point six. Their youngest player. They they have a, let's see, how many players under twenty five on the active roster? Um, that's one, two, three, four. Four players under twenty five on the active roster. That's a that's uh, this is an old team, an older team. So you can see where some of the alternates might be. Um, I'm probably just spitballing here, kind of thinking of where's where, where some of these alternates might land. Um, I can see ooh, this is actually a good one. I at AZ Hockey, and I really appreciate you putting this question out there. Uh, let me actually answer part of the other part of the question. Actually, actually put on there face of the franchise, and I think this might help kind of uh, segue into some of the other things that I'm going on this. Uh, I really think that uh, that it goes without a doubt that Jacob Chikrin is going to be the new face of the franchise for the Arizona Coyotes. It's I don't think it's any secret. Because when they were talking, when the Coyotes were talking about the idea of when, oh, when everyone started talking about the idea of the Coyotes going through a full-on rebuild, this is even before um, Garland and Ekman Larson and everyone else got traded away, or they just let them walk, everything of those sorts, and there at the time they were only really discussing. The kind of players, or which players were they be willing to move, which players were off limits, and it got to the consensus for most of us that the only player who would be completely untouchable, that the Coyotes will have have no, no desire moving whatsoever, was Jacob Chikrin. A lot of you guys probably know that would made sense, that Jacob Chikrin was you know he's 23 years old he's on a solid contract he's with the coyotes for four more years and he was i mean at least what uh, uh, other than garland the best player on the air was in the coyotes of the last season uh, you know he uh i think i believe even got a norris trophy vote in there a couple norris trophy votes well does it, well, i mean well i mean of course you should have gotten some votes too because he is a uh, he's a workhorse. I I really love watching Jacob Chikrin, and if you heard the conversation I had with uh, with Carl Pavlik of Five for Howling just last over the yeah just last week, we were essentially saying that uh, 
you know, we made it came to agreement that defensemen take longer to develop. And Jacob Chikrin at 23 is playing as well as he did. It it's, doesn't take an expert to know that he's going to be the future captain. I'll tell you that. He will be. He will eventually wear the C. I can see Jacob Chikrin eventually wear the C. Although I will tell, I will tell you this is right now at this time he's the only one I can really name I can guarantee you that will be wearing the A next year. Um maybe some of the younger guys uh, Clayton Keller uh or Nick Schmaltz um could maybe even some of the guys they brought in. Um it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. Maybe maybe uh, maybe Ilya Lebushkin. He's been uh, he's been on the team for a little bit. He's 27. He's a little bit on the slightly older side. Obviously, there's some uh, older players out there. Anton Strawman, 34, so maybe he wears nay. But I can't guarantee any of these because I obviously I don't know how it works in the locker room for these guys. I don't know what is going to be behind Andre Tournay's and and Bill Armstrong's head. It's going to be interesting though. But again, like I said, there's only one guarantee that's going to be an alternate captain in this committee year, in my opinion, and that's going to be Jacob Trigman. Coming up next, we're going to answer some more of your questions right here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. But first, I want to let you guys know about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the news, odds, and info for all your sporting news, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs into the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up for a free account today, use the promo code LOCKEDON. Receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, it's time now to answer more of your questions on this Mailbag Monday of Locked On Coyotes. Once again, we're your host Robin Leonio. Let's get to some more of the questions. We just have a few more that were sent in via social media at uh, well, this is yeah Jeff Cherry. Uh, he actually helps uh, helps out a lot with uh, with the five for howling, which uh, I'm uh, a lot of you guys know that I do help out a lot with covering the covering the Roadrunners. Jeff Cherry is a uh, he helps out a lot too with five for howling dot com as well. Uh, he has he sent in the question to the mailbag: Which new coyote do you think makes has the most immediate impact, and which coyote do you think brings the best value for a trade deadline piece? Could be a new signing one or one of our returning players. This is a good question too, because um, you can take this in many different ways. Um, first of all, let's let let's let's cut to the chase. Uh, I I really want to see what Dmitry Yashkin can do. Um, again, just brought out of the uh, the KHL, one of the top scorers. Um, a lot. Yeah. It seems that the the translation from 
the KHL to the uh, to the NHL is an, an interesting one because it. I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna say we're gonna have another Kirill Kaprizov on our hands, but I mean, this is a guy again. He led scoring in the KHL. 60, let's see, 60 points, 59 games. It was, so he was uh, 38 goals, 22 assists, 52 pims, penalty minutes. So he's been playing in the KHL for the last two years. I mean, he did, and here's the interesting thing is, and and, and I'll say this about, about Yushkin is he's not new to the NHL either. So he's not, like, you know, coming fresh fresh over the waters like like uh like like Kaprizov was Kaprizov you know his time, his year with 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 uh Minnesota was that was his first break in the NHL Yushkin's been up and down kind of through some of the uh some of the NHL organizations he was with St. Louis for a while um he actually was he was under the St. Louis organization from uh, technically, from 2012, I mean, when he was still with the Q, and through all the way through 2018, and then even played a little bit with uh, Washington. And he wasn't doing so hot then. He was like around eight, eight points, 37 games, 17 points, 76 games. But I do think that he can bring a big impact. I think he can be. The big impact player for the Arizona Coyotes this next year, uh, and maybe that is because you know seasoning up from the KHL, which is like I, those. I mean, it's a whole different animal than the NHL. It's definitely not at at the same at the at the at the same level because the NHL is the the world premier. Uh, hockey club or hockey league in in the world, KHL probably comes second to that. Uh, and the only reason why I mean maybe and some people some even say the AHL obviously if you want to say oh AHL what that's even that's much lower. But I mean I was, the only reason why I say that is because AHL players are a heartbeat away from the NHL on a snap of a finger, really it can be. But no, the, back to what I was saying, the KHL is literally like just like half a step from the NHL in terms of skill-wise for some of these players, and it helps you develop a little bit more and a different kind of game, too. So I really think Yushkin can bring in that kind of talent coming um, coming over from the KHL. That said, I also think that he can be one of the biggest trade pieces. If he, if he does indeed have this kind of a season, really good season, I could see him uh, looking for get looking to get that trade uh, to a bubble playoff team, maybe a cup contending team to kind of maybe help them get a little extra push for that. And maybe the Coyotes can get another early set of draft picks or some prospects out of him. Because again, this is a rebuilding team. That's what we're looking at. We're not looking for roster players. I mean, obviously the I mean, you need roster players to complete a roster because right now the Coyotes don't have a complete roster. But that's what I'm looking at in this case. We, 
that's he is definitely one of the other ones. Another trade deadline piece technically would be Phil Kessel if he stays with the Coyotes up until the trade deadline. Um, a lot of a lot of everyone's guts is saying that he's not gonna make it to the trade deadline. Trade deadline, excuse me, um, because well. I mean, he just really wants to get out of here because I, I keep saying this. No one want like, no one like Phil Kessel, you know, a veteran, a pretty quality player and veteran, who can who still has some good years left in him. Especially he had he had a phenomenal year last year. Have that wasted away on a rebuilding team? I hate to bring to break it to some of you guys. It's just not going to happen. Um. That could be there too. The other players that would be on this list, but I'm not going to list them, would be like would be someone like Clayton Keller or Nick Schmaltz. Why would I say that? Because I mean, they are they good players? Yes, they are, and they're young. That they can do something, but no one wants to eat that those salaries because they're not worth like they're good, but no one wants to. You know, take up seven years of Clayton Keller's seven point one million dollar average annual value, or Nick Schmaltz almost six million dollars. Just no one wants to do that. Um, Christian Dvorak is a name though that can still be moved, and I think other than Yushkin, if because again a lot of this is still speculation of how he can play, um, but other than that, Christian Dvorak would be the next person. He would be that next person that would be the uh, be a, be be trade bait because I mean we saw him last year. He was a phenomenal player last year. Um, in terms of forwards, like it was him and Garland that pretty much made the Coyotes pretty exciting. Um, and I hate to break it to you guys that because of that, that's more trade bait. If he play, if Christian Dvorak has a really good season this year. He can easily get traded to a playoff team. Again, like I said, if Yash can get the troop, help them make make a cup push. And that's, I mean, that's the that's the reality of it. Especially if it's, you know, a better team. They can afford to, you know, give up a first rounder. I mean, I'm not saying Devoa can, can yield back a first rounder. I'll take quite a bit. But second, you know, second rounder, not under one of those in which... Uh, you know, like we said, Bill Armstrong doesn't have enough of those. Already has five for this next draft. But I mean, that's what they're focusing on: stocking up on the draft, getting ready for the next year. Because, uh, like I said, it's going to be a crazy next year for drafts. We still have a couple questions to answer on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Before we get to that, I want to let you guys know that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar in the land. And did you know, though, that it has so many delicious flavors, ranging from coconut, mint brownie, salted caramel, cookies and cream, and more? You can go through any of them. If you haven't tried any of the flavors or, you know, don't know your favorite, you can get a mix box. You get two of each of each of the nine flavors, and then you can pick your favorite from there and buy some amazing stuff. They have... Um, not only do they taste great, though, they're amazingly healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. 4 to 5 grams of sugar. 4 to, fram, 4 to 5 grams 
net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So if you want to go ahead and try it yourself, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off your next order. Once again, using the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com for 15% off your next order. It's time now to wrap things up. We still have a couple questions left to uh, to get things going here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Mike, at Mike G. Langford on Twitter, asks, how does a team build a winning culture while also tanking? This is a difficult one, to, a difficult topic to ask to answer because obviously winning culture, it's, you know, having to buy into success. And when you're tanking, you're intentionally losing. That's going to that's gonna put a, a stress on some of these players. A lot of them... T- Again, no one likes to lose. And if you're being told, hey, <laughs> I mean, obviously you're not going to be told, hey, lose this game. But, like, with everyone talking about how this Coyotes team is losing, like, come on, like, that just hurts. It just hurts to hear. Um, and with the talent level of this Coyotes team next year, based off what the roster looks like right now, yeah, they're going to lose a lot of games. They are prob- they're definitely gonna be one of the w- one of the bottom teams in the league for a reason, and obviously it's to chase after that first overall draft pick so they can draft Shane Wright in the 2022 draft. It makes sense. Uh, anyways, to the question though, how do they win? How do they build a winning culture? And it starts with having a a team meeting. You gotta have. Uh, Everyone buy into the idea of looking towards that future. Um, Andre Torne and uh, Bill Armstrong got to essentially got to put that clear path forward, saying, "Look, this team has a bright future ahead. Look at the prospect pool. Look at what we got going. This team is moving, going to be going no, no, no nowhere but forward." From there. It's you have to build a a team that's, that's in a weird way to say it has fun playing and obviously yeah n- not in the way of I mean maybe in the way of you know like what they say is like it doesn't matter who's winning or losing what matters is we're having fun not that maybe that kind of stuff I, it's but what I'm getting at is before even establishing the winning culture you you got to establish building a culture you got to find this team needs to build an identity it has to have the uh let's put it this way um let's take a look at some of the examples across the nhl and some of the things that were th- on young teams that are trying to grow um let's look at the toronto obviously they're not rebuilding i mean they haven't been rebuilding for a while. They've been a playoff team. But to make an extra push to kind of help build a culture, what did, what did they do for a couple of years? They signed a uh, 37-year-old vet at the time in Patrick Marlowe, who essentially was a father figure to the young Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, made some fun out of it and you know did a lot of that. Um, you know, father figures type things. 
And, uh, you know, that kind of establishment helped build a culture with Toronto Maple Leafs, make it a little more fun out of it. Um, and obviously they're still around the same level as they were before they got him, and now he's, who knows what, what the future Patrick Marlowe looks like. But then again, then they brought in someone like Joe Thornton after that to do the same thing. Let's take a look at a whole different perspective. Let's take a look at the uh, at the Carolina Hurricanes. If several years ago, they weren't a great team. Um, and now, of course, comes in, you know, your Sebastian Naho and a bunch of the other young guys, and all of a sudden, this team is fun to watch. And then they do the storm surge, and they make, they make you know, these kids having fun. They are, you know, really enjoying themselves afterwards, after their, after their home wins, um, which apparently pisses some people off. But again, that's the point is that they're, you know, they made, they built a culture of having fun, and then for a while became a really good team because of it. Lord knows what I can tell say about them right now. They're going through a tough period as well. Outside of hockey, and I love you, some of you guys might not like me talking about this one just because it's it's still newer. A lot of you guys probably won't like aren't even a fan of this, but I will bring it up anyways because it's something that I'm observing firsthand. Someone that's living in Tucson, University of Arizona football team. The last few years under their previous head coach Kevin Sullivan were like rebuild years, uh, where and the culture wasn't great. And, you know things, um, you know. Some players didn't look into it. They were all down. Even the coach was down. But even the, but the coach tried to play it off. Things were fine, and everyone, whatever. Things change. Obviously, he's gone. And then in this in comes this guy Jed Fish, who tries to develop this fun quote winning culture. Obviously, they haven't played a game under this new coach, but all of a sudden. It just looks like this team is having a lot more fun. That this team is gonna looks forward to playing in the upcoming season. Obviously, I don't expect them to be any good this year, but that's where it starts. It starts with a team that's willing to have fun and enjoy playing. That's what matters the most. Um, again, is it, are they gonna? Is this Coyotes team gonna enjoy playing this year if they lose? That's really up to the team. They kind of have to find, figure out what that culture is going to be like before the next the next stages come in of the rebuild. So building that winning culture really just goes with, um, you know, coming to the ice with a positive attitude, being bright for the future. Set those expectations now, or, or I don't know, set set certain expectations now. And set your sights on certain goals for that. That's what this Coyotes team is going to be doing. And obviously, I was going to say it's a young team, but I looked at when I looked at their cat friendly age, it's not a young team. It's actually right now it's quite old. Um, again, other than your, I guess your top players in Clayton Keller, Nick Schmaltz, Christian Dvorak, and Jacob Chikrin. In fact, those are your youngest players in a, let's see, 22, 25, 25, and 23. Austin Krause, you can throw in there too, 24. 
Those are your young players. If we want to start also building winning culture, those are the guys that are going to have that have to come to the ring with that positive attitude. Those are the ones that the veterans actually should be making an impression. I think now, now that I'm correcting myself here, the veterans, I mean, they've gone through bad years. I mean, obviously, some of them probably haven't gone through tanking years. But they got to help build, you know, foster some of these young, younger guys as they build the future of this franchise, the future of the Coyotes. Because guess what? Yes, obviously everyone was look everyone's looking towards the 2022 draft and the baby potentially getting Shane Wright and all that stuff, all that fun stuff. But guess what? The Tucson Roadrunners and heck, some of these guys from the in the Tucson Roadrunners for next year probably are also going to get their couple shots, maybe a couple call-ups to uh have have that opportunity. Watch what happens in Tucson. That I think is going to be a helpful idea of what's going to be building this this um, this winning culture. A lot of these guys in Tucson are going to be helping get that idea of how things are going to be going in the future of the culture of the Coyotes. How is Barrett Hayton going to respond? How is Matthias Maselli going to respond? Liam Kirk, we're going to see the first time coming from him. Ben McCarthy, Ryan McGregor, Jan Yannick, Victor Soderstrom. All these guys. Hey, we're going to see a lot of this. And actually, you know what? I totally forgot that Connor Timmons is actually listed under non-roster here. He actually also might be another player to watch for next year. Um, Once he signs an actual contract because he's still uh, RFA waiting for a deal. But there's your an- there, actually there's your better answer, Mike. Watch the watch what the Roadrunners do. They had a tough year last year. That's because a lot of the players were uh, brought up to the Roadrunners and uh, I mean brought up to the Coyotes. And unfortunately, a lot of those players that got called up are uh, now also gone. This is comp- going to be a completely new Roadrunners team next year. A really, really new Roadrunners team. No Steenbergen, no Peterson, no Bunting, no. F- uh, actually, they might have Hudson Fashing. No, even but anyways, this team is gonna be completely new. Um, the Roadrunners team, but they are they are gonna be coached under one of the one of the great AHL coaches in Jay Veraday. I say great because I, I mean in uh subjectively because he's only has a few AHL years but one of them is a uh quote Pacific Division championship so we'll 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 give him that he's a good coach he's great at development he knows what this he knows how to guide these road runners i mean there's a reason why he got called up from Tucson to help out with the pandemic year this last year so Again, watch Tucson next year. You're going to want to watch Tucson next year, not just to see how they build the winning culture down there and maybe see to potentially see how they can translate it up into the Coyotes, but also, you know, for the talent. Again, you're going to see a lot of these guys within one, some of them one, up to three, four years from now in the NHL 
part of this new Coyotes identity. And there's some on this on, on the who are going to be playing for the Roadrunners or who aren't going to be playing for the Roadrunners that you still also might see. Obviously, that's this is going to be your main focus, but you know there's still other players to look forward to that's going to be coming up in the future. But this is where you should focus on because this is what's coming up next for Arizona. In Tucson. I'm personally excited. I, maybe it's my bias because I love watching Tucson. Uh, as someone who lives in Tucson, I followed the, the Roadrunners for quite a bit, and I'm excited to see this new team. I mean, yes, I've already seen some of these players play in this last year. Like Hayton and Yannick and, uh, and Karate and Soderstrom. And, of course, Cabo Bianco. If, you know, no, can't forget about him. So, it will be interesting to see how that plays out. That's going to be it for today's episode. Hope you guys like what you heard. Uh, and I appreciate everyone who submitted questions to Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you would like to continue to have your ans- your questions answered, send them to at LO underscore Coyotes on Twitter. And we can answer them on a future episode of the podcast. Uh, and again, hope you guys enjoy all the content we have coming up this off season. Lots of different things to discuss of the show. It's going to be a quite the the next couple of months. Uh, a little bit of a teaser for you guys. Uh, up in several episodes leading up into the next season, I w- we will be talking with members of. Uh, as like hosts of every single one of the other seven Central Division teams as a welcome party for the for the Coyotes into the Central Division. Once again, first year the Coyotes will be meeting Central Division uh, opponents. I mean, some of them already have met because uh, temporary division realignment last year, West, West Division, St. Louis Blues, and Colorado Avalanche, and fun. Yes, um, but it's going to be different. We'll see how uh, this all goes, but I hope you guys enjoy, again, this upcoming off-season content. Lots to get to. Uh, if you liked what you heard today, don't forget to leave a review. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to uh, subscribe if you have yet to already. And, of course, interacting on social media. I already told you, Lockdown Coyotes, at O underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at RobLeeOnYour1. You can go ahead and interact with me as well. I can, I can you know, answer some questions live on the fly or, again, on the podcast. And, again, that's going to do it for today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.